hi everyone welcome to my podcast uh, titled at the father's feet where we have conversations with men around men uh, challenges that men face um, what we go through in life how to heal and how to advance in life so that we can be better men uh, so that we can do better as well uh, today i am joined by my brother my friend, uh, my accountability partner. Um, I've known this man for quite some time. And I must say, I am honored to have a conversation with him on uh, today's discussion. And you ask, what will we be talking about today? Uh, we will be chatting about men and money. Uh, how do we handle our money? What is our behavior with money? How do we act when we have money? And hopefully get some tips as well from Mr. Mloy um, on how to best handle our money as men. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to welcome my good friend, my dear brother, Mr. Tabiso Mloy. How are you, Mr. Mloy? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. We just need to get a round of applause there. Just thank you for <laughs> introduction my brother <laughs> yeah 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 that's it's, it's good to connect with you again um i wasn't quite sure if i should wear um you know my uh, professional hat or just really talk to you as a brother like i've always been doing um you know we've known each other for a very <laughs> long time and i'm really honored to be to be invited on your platform because i just think that um you know you talking about this this particular topic it really is close to my heart so um i can't even say no so I'm just only conflicted on those two things, whether I should um, just be uh, a good friend or really just talk about what I've seen. But I know that this is a real um, a podcast. It's, it's about facts. It's about, mm. you know, really just talking generally as we would talk. And, and I'm really happy that we will be having a chat around this. Look, Mr. Mloy, wear both hats. Uh, at some point, wear <laughs> your professional hat and then take it off and then be a brother and let's just have a conversation uh, around this, this, this matter. Um, Mr. Mloy, maybe before we kick off our conversation, maybe just give people a bit of background. Uh, who are you? What do you do? So that at least they get to understand why I am choosing to have this conversation with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I, you know, I think very briefly, I, I do want to say this. I, yeah, my name is Tabiso Mloy. And um, yeah, I, I think more than anything, I am a father. Um, in fact, I'm a husband before a father, I, I should say. Um, I'm a husband um, to a lovely wife. And, um, and also I'm a father um, of three incredible boys, I must say. Um, even though my wife gave birth twice, but um, there's three of them. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's crazy how, how um, things happen. So yeah, that's what it is. And um, and yeah, so basically in a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, also just to mention really, I'm a man that just loves God. I, I think it's important. I mentioned that, that I absolutely, um, you know, you know, give everything that I am um, to God because that's what it's been, you know, it's just been for those years that I've, that I've been growing up as a young person and just giving my life to God has been um, incredibly fulfilling for me. So yeah, so that's that. Uh, professionally, I am a um, financial advisor. I have partnered with um, one of the um, largest um, insurance companies, or unit trust companies, 
um, um, and, 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 and I've been doing that for, for quite some time now, just literally almost 10 years, literally just financing or rather advising people on finance, um, talking investments, talking risk management. Um, so yeah, that's what I do on a daily basis, literally as a financial advisor, um, not just a, you know, some people call us brokers, but um, we're moving away from just being brokers to being uh, professional advisors. Um, and that's why we go through what we call continuous professional development. So yeah, in a nutshell, I hope I have given that. Um, the professional hat is a financial advisor. Thank you. No, that's 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 perfect, Mr. Mloy, and thank you very much for 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 sharing that. Um, I hope that our viewers are and our listeners are um, understanding why I had to have you here, uh, why you in this conversation. And I'm amazed. Has it been ten years already? I remember the first day we were starting this, and it was just <laughs> not going the best of ways, and the experiences that you had, but. Looking back 10 years later, uh, where you are has really been um, and a, a great achievement and glory to God for, for, for that as well. And I hope that we can touch on that journey as we uh, go into our conversation. So maybe just yes. a bit of background for just to set us off on, on, on this conversation is um, here on At the Father's Feet, we really want to have conversations and help men basically, like I mentioned earlier, to do better. Um, what better means, I guess that's up to each and every single individual. But on my journey, I have been realizing that we carry a lot of scars, you know, from our past. And one of those scars that many of us might not be aware of are financial scars, um, yeah. which have been caused by our upbringing how money was handled at home, whether you had it, whether you did not have it. Um, you know, that caused some scars, that caused some pain, that caused some damages um, and has affected how we as individuals, both men and women, handle money. And that behavior, we have continuously carried it uh, through our lives. Um, when you go into relationships, you carry that financial behavior or those scars that you've, um, you know, have from the challenges that you have with money from your childhood, you carry them into your relationship and how you react to conversations of money in your relationship is based on your upbringing or the scars that you have uh, on money. So, yeah. Mr. Mloy, I don't know, in your journey, both as, as, as a man and as a financial advisor, have you come across um, wounded people um, financially? Hmm. Yeah, that's a very strong one. And I like how you put it, um, wounded. And, and, and I think this, maybe just to give it a bit of context, um, you know, I wanna just specifically talk about men in the, um, you know, the black community, because, hmm. Mm. Um, that's what I that's what I know mostly. Even though I obviously service um, all across different races, but what I have particularly seen is in the black community, um, money has always been a very difficult topic to 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 talk about. And also because we we weren't socialized into um, making sure we understand how money works, and and that includes me. And surprisingly enough, when I when I became a financial advisor. 
at, at almost as if it was by um, by chance, honestly speaking, because um, um, you know when you when you grow up, you don't think of becoming a person that deals with money and managing money, and that has taught me a, a lot when I when I think about it. In hindsight, I just really think that it was a good thing and almost like a blessing to those people that I come across when it comes to money. And I'll tell you why, and, and to answer your question is that. Um, when I when I sit down with a person and I realize that the first thing I will hear from from men in particular will be, listen, man, um, and put it in a sizzle, but in fact, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what I have now um, is is me, and mm. I don't care about about another person because mm. you know I've, I I had to do whatever I had to do to be in this particular position. If you are going to tell me to then start putting things into place with money, then you are really talking about something that is completely foreign. Number one, we were never taught this thing at home. I don't remember my mother or my father telling me about, about putting money away. So it's as if when you have money, it's almost like a weapon to go and use it somewhere mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you can, you can get certain things um, because now you have money. And I've seen that and, and I thought to myself, this surely must be because we weren't um, socialized properly when it comes to money. And for that reason, um, a lot of men are struggling to, to, to have a good relationship with money. I always say that money is, uh, is a neutral thing. You know, how you, how you want to have a relationship with it is purely determined by you. And, and I've seen that because a lot of people, when they have money, they, they tend to want to do things that are unheard of and they tend to want to actually show off to say I have money and, and maybe just to say this and I was laughing because you know I, I'm sure you've seen this you know with the internet becoming a big thing we see a lot of men getting into a space of of making money via the internet some of them yeah. would call it um, trading mm-hmm. and and they now have this sudden money and and this sudden money how you see the behavior around money is that is that first and foremost, I always say that um, sudden money can be quite traumatic. You know, yeah. I, I use that because um, imagine you have not been taught about managing money and all of a sudden there is a huge amount huge. of money coming yeah. to you. It can be really traumatic. In fact, mm. you, you, you need some counseling if, if you've never had that kind of money. And for that reason, people make really bad decisions about money. And number one, as men, when you have money, first and foremost, you're like, oh, what access do I have? What access yeah. is this money giving me? You know, mm-hmm. and you start taking this and you want to use it on, on things that you're not supposed to be using it for. Because remember, um, we all know that money gives us access to a lot of things. And, yeah. and we're seeing it with those that all of a sudden have this sudden wealth uh, and, and the sudden wealth that we know can be traumatic. And that's why it never lasts. Because... Yeah. You yeah. need to be taught uh, some principles. So I know it's a long answer, but in a nutshell, I can <laughs> tell you now that, yeah. that men are wounded, but also it's the trauma of having something that you never had growing up. Mm. It's the trauma of having something that, that was never a topic to you. Um, in fact, to take it even further, we are not even taught about money at schools. We, yeah. we, we really yeah. aren't, you know? And all of a sudden you're a grown man and now you are coming across this thing really without any assistance, 
you will continue to make huge mistakes about money. And that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. So yes, I do come across men who are wounded when it comes to, to money. You know? No, thanks for that, Mr. Mloy. I think you've, you've really put it well. Um, you know, these traumas, what you've seen on the ground are some of the things that we've seen. We've seen soccer players come out and, um, you know, you were seeing them during their career driving massive, beautiful cars, girls on both arms, parties, pictures, and so forth. And as soon as they, um, you know, they retire, they're broke, especially in South Africa. And you wonder, how can you be broke when you're earning about a million a year? How is that possible? But I guess because of those traumas, because it, they moved from zero to a million uh, instantly, and they were never taught, um, you know, how to handle that money. When I was preparing for um, this, this podcast, I was reading an article, and this lady in the article, she says that um, for most people, money is a tool. Not for most people, but for all of us. Money is a tool for yeah. us to accomplish uh, some of our life goals. And yeah. she was saying that money, it is love. Um, money is power. Money is happiness. Money is security. Money is control. Money is dependency. It is independency. It is freedom. And it is so much more. Hence, it is a very emotionally loaded um, conversation because as soon as you start to talk about money in general, whether in a family situation, whether with a single person, a emotions, you know, rise up yes. inside what, because what, you what? don't know to be, yeah. de- to be defensive or not. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This is, this is interesting now. Cause then, you know, as you talking, it just reminds me of a couple of people that I've, you know, really come across and immediately, you know, in, in, in my profession, first and foremost, what I do is to try and understand exactly how much you are making, you know, and, and one of the first things is like, tell me, and very easy with a straight face, tell me how much do you earn? And you start seeing someone going through different emotions just to answer you, because now you've literally, you're now invading them completely. Yeah. When you start talking money, and they start saying, what, hang on a second, what did you just ask me? And you like, I just want to know exactly how much you make, because I need to understand what I'm dealing with here. On average, how much do you make on a monthly basis? And oftentimes they will open up because they realize, look, I'm a professional, he's trying to get somewhere. But, but you're quite right. Um, money is packed with emotions. Yeah. And how you control your emotions around it is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. But because also money has to be taught. Um, you have to be taught around handling money. And if you have not been taught that, you, you, you tend to be careless with it. Because remember, it, it involves emotions a lot. Where there's money, there's a lot of emotions involved. Sure. And that sure. causes a lot of problems. Because again, yeah. like you've just mentioned what the lady said, I absolutely agree because that money, uh, uh, you know, is equal to power. Money mm. is equal mm. to you having access um, to things. In fact, money allows you to be seen in a different way, especially if you, you are one of those people that turn to show that you now have money. It will start giving you a lot of, of attention. You'll start getting a lot of attention. And we see it even on social media. Yeah. Um, I, I often laugh when I see people posting 
some of the, the assets they've accumulated or how much money mm. they are making. And you can already start seeing by a lot of following that already tells you that um, um, you start enjoying those things and, mm. and, we, and you forget some of the responsibilities that money has. And like I was saying earlier, to say I'm seeing what these young people, I said today, some people actually think that they have money until they have to pay tax. Because <laughs> when you start paying tax, you realize yeah, you actually yeah. don't have money. True, true, <laughs> you know? true. You were getting a true. million rand and, and Sar says, well, a, a chunk of it, up to 45% of that money actually isn't yours. Um, mm. you, are, you are liable for tax. You start realizing that you actually don't have a million rent. You now have 550,000 yeah. to work with unless you can justify it by saying, um, um, I did this, I did that, so I can't pay you the 45% that you want. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, is that money um, um, is, is, is not really just as, as you see it. There's a lot mm, of things that mm. happen around money and people tend to forget that. And that's why we are here to teach people about this thing, to say, as a man, once you have a um, hundred bucks, don't think you can go and spend 30 rand on, on this um, you know, a beautiful goal or a goal. And some mm. people, they really buy expensive things and they think that they have it and they have not done they the basic nothing. things. Yeah, exactly. Which brings me to my next question, Mr. Mloy. You know, yes. we see it. We see it on social media. We've heard women complaining, "Guti, uh, one man are stingy." Um, you know, and you'd see people going broke instantly. Where is our money going as men? Yes, I know this is not to generalize. This is not to say that um, all men are spending their money the same. But you know, I've seen a couple of posts on social media to say, uh, men's money will buy a, a car." will buy nice clothes and will buy rims for that car, but they will not buy a couch. <laughs> Hence the stories of another suburb that I stay close to, uh, that if you walk yes. into some of those the apartments, it's yes. camp chairs. The infamous one. It's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, there's no, there's no furniture there. Where in your experience as, as a professional, <laughs> where, where is our money going? And as you answer that question as well, maybe let's throw in another one of, yeah. Are we being guided as men? Because Tabiso um, comes into the working space, um, starts off, gets a good salary, and, you know, is there financial... I know there is financial literacy. Uh, maybe let me ask it this way. Are men taking up the opportunity to learn about money? Mm, yeah. Look, I, I must be honest now. I think also with the you know access to internet, people can Google. There's a lot of information mm. available here. I do see that um, you know some men are now willing um, to learn and to learn more about money because they do realize that um, that the only currency that enables them to to do whatever they want and if they can multiply it or they can really um, and do more with it, they do. So that's the those are like the good guys. And I want to talk right the good and the bad, the worst that I've seen with, you know, with people handling money. Now, the good guys usually would say, listen, I, look, I have no idea. I didn't even know that uh, before I spend my money, I need to at least spend 30% of that money. It needs to go into very important things, like making sure that um, I'm able to generate this money, even when something tragic happens to me, I can still uh, make more money with it. And this is where we come in. And, and, and I find that some men really do realize that before you say you have money to spend, have you made sure that you've got some risk um, cover for yourself? 
Have you made sure that you've put some money into a certain investment, whether it's for retirement or for medium term? So those, they, they really take up. But oftentimes what I've seen with people, especially men with money, and the reason why they say you go to someone's apartment, there's nothing in there. And I can tell you what happens. Um, and, I've, and I have the privilege to really know because, you know, I do a, a thorough analysis when I sit down with a person. And sometimes I even go through their statements to really see that, what have you been purchasing and, and what makes your money to just, you know, really you get paid and, and eight days later, you don't really have money. What's the, what's the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and the first thing was, listen, as soon as I, I was able to have access to money by me working, the first thing I needed to do is to make sure I get a car because then mm. at least I can, um, I don't care where I live, as long as I have a nice car, um, at least I can get a lot of, because then I create a certain perception true, about true. myself, you know, I just, you know, I'm able to buy. I mean, I promise you, I set with statement where I see that almost 70% of the person's income true. is actually going into, into a vehicle, you know, sure. and you think That's it's 70% lot, eh? of us. So you've got to deal with the 30% of your net income that mm. has to pay for mm. these other things. You know, you're paying far more on this one particular thing, but it's their, it's their, it's their pride and it's their joy. And they say, I'd rather, mm. I'd rather, you know, suffer. I'd rather live in, in just this one room. Um, but as long as when I'm out there, I have this incredible looking car. So, so, so money really goes to what do we call um, um, non-asset um, 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 or what we call things that are not considered as assets. That's where money goes into, you know, it yeah. goes into, um, um, you know, money taking um, um, assets even because, you know, someone can easily say, oh, but a car is an asset. But the truth of the matter is that it's a depreciating asset. And for that reason, it's like you've just, you know, opened up a certain hole and you keep putting your money in there. But we understand yeah. it's because we were brought up in a way that that said you were struggling. So as soon as you get money, you've got to go out in full force and, and, and buy yourself this incredible machine whether it takes 70% of your net in income, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't as matter. As long as you have this thing, you yeah. know? And as for long that as I'm seen. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And for that reason, I see men in so much debt mm. that, that some of them even just really cry and break down in front of me. I don't even know where to start, you know? And I often <laughs> remind them to say, by the way, hey, listen, I'm not a debt counselor. I'm just, I'm really a financial advisor, not to, to counsel you to make sure that you have, you've reduced your debt, but I can guide you. I can tell you who to talk to in terms of that thing. But it's because men live on credit a lot because they still need to impress yeah. other people. They still need to make sure that they can go out there um, with their nice cars and impress other people. And, and, I, and I know, and, and I'm going to say this, it's, it's because, um, especially when you're still single, unfortunately, because you, have, you are not accountable to anybody. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's where the biggest problem is. When you're single, um, you just think, look, uh, you know, it's my money. Um, I'll do whatever I want. Mm. But the truth of the matter is um, people make so many mistakes. And that's why yeah. when I say eight days, I kid you not, someone gets paid and in eight days they don't really have money. You know, they yeah. don't have money. It, it, you know, it's I've, that, come across, it's that deep. I've come across a, a few people as well. Eight days, actually eight days is long. Um, you know, yeah. two, three days. Some, it's it's yes, gone, yes. and if they get paid yes. uh, the Friday and it's the weekend, trust uh, by Monday if the debit orders go off, 
there's not even enough money left for those particular de uh, debit orders as well. Um, you know, you mentioned something um, on accountability, most especially for single people, is that we are not um, accountable to anybody about our finances. Now, yes. I, I myself have told myself that I need to be accountable. It's a decision I took for myself because I knew that if there's nobody holding me accountable with the decisions that I'm making financially, um, yeah. it's a problem. Hence, I've come to you, say, hey, I'm looking to buy this, uh, you know, yeah. and you give me advice and so forth and so forth. Yes. Um, I want to, as a married man, how is accountability to your partner um, when it comes to money? And is that something that you are coming across as well from other men? that are, are also married, uh, because earlier we touched on how, um, you know, emotional money is. As soon as you start talking about it, people shy away. And yeah. it, say, it is said that, that one of the reasons, one of the major reasons why there's uh, people divorce is because of financial issues, it's because of yes. money. So yes. yeah. how are people being accountable to their partner, or are men being accountable to their partners? when it comes to money? And also maybe how important is that accountability in the, in the relationship as a man for us to be accountable um, regarding our money towards our partners? Yes. Well, geez, this is a, a very powerful tool. Let me tell you something. And, and this, look, I'm a, I'm a financial advisor by profession, right? But I often say this, and, and, and I kid you not, that I think my wife is is a much better money manager than I am. Um, that's the funniest thing. Yeah, she she yeah. really is. And and the reason why I say this is that um, you see when you when you are accountable to someone like I am now, I can you know because you know we are men, and this is something I wanted to bring into this conversation around men with money. And I'll tell you why I say this: the relationship that we have with money. So as men, I'm also. You know, I was, you know, really, you know, brought up like any other man. I don't want to come mm -hmm. in and change, you know, yes, I may have learned quite a few skills and I do advise, but there's something that I want to share because in this case, I find that, and I've told this to my wife and I said, you know what, actually, I think you're a much better money manager than I am. You know, I'm more technical. I'm more looking at opportunities to invest, but in terms of um, spontaneous decisions, I, I tend to make more spontaneous decisions than she does, you know? And Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen, because... I've seen that. I've seen that. That's <laughs> because that I'm a man or anything of that sort, but that's become a huge um, problem. So, so I, and, and this makes me very grateful to say, at least I have someone that I'm accountable, even though I am a professional and I know how to separate the two, but the relationship that I have, um, with money is slightly different because I know that before I spend this, but the money that I have that I feel I have access to, it doesn't have to be put into a specific investment or a specific risk. I tend to be spontaneous with it. And sometimes yeah. it's not necessary. And I'm thinking, geez, imagine someone who does not have anybody that they account to. It means the entire amount um, would be spent yeah. in a very spontaneous way. You know, yeah. if I can do it, even as a professional, where I'm like, I want to do this. I'm like, oh, but no, you don't really need it. And, but you just want to satisfy that thing. I don't know whether it's a man ego or whatever mm -hmm. it is. You just want to make sure that you do this. And I tell people that I find that married men um, that I've met at least, 
um, that I've given advice to, I find that they tend to make really a better money decisions. And I'll tell you why I say this, because first and foremost, we would really look around and, and well, especially when they have kids and like, what can I do? And to make sure that my kids never go through what I've gone through growing up. And I tell you, almost every um, uh, 30 year old, 35, um, um, we all come from the township and we know that our parents really didn't really have money, you know? And that's why yeah. it was something that we weren't taught about. So they would ask, what's the first thing we do? And I would say, listen, because you already have a family, make sure that if something were to happen to you unexpectedly, they can still continue as if nothing, as if you're still there, you know? And that's the first thing. And I already know that literally 10% of my income is already covering this particular risk that may occur anytime. Now we've seen with COVID, we've lost so many people around COVID. Yeah. We've, yeah. you know, and, 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 and for me, it gives me so much pleasure when I, you know, see a person coming back to me to say, listen, I've just lost my husband. Um, and I'm able to say, well, your husband did this and um, mm. you now have um, money to take you for the next 20 years because we made sure that we plan um, for the next 20 or 25 years. We made sure that if anything happens, your kids can still go to school. And, and, and that can only be done by someone who knows that they are accountable to yeah. a specific person, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that sort of gives us an advantage as, as married um, men, you know, or, or mm. as people who have partners because then yeah. it's the, before I even spend my money, I'm like, Oh my God, I think I was going to see it. She's going to ask me, what is that <laughs> transaction that I saw there? <laughs> it was like a huge transaction. What yeah. happened there? You know? So, and, and so, so the secret to better financial management is get married. <laughs> Look, it's, it's a nice thing. Look, you know, um, and as you know, I mean, the Bible does tell us he who finds a wife finds a good yes. thing yes. and obtains favor from the Lord. If we were yeah. to take it there, um, I can assure you, um, it, it, there's quite a lot of favors, as the Bible tells mm -hmm. us, but there's a lot of favors that we get over and above um, um, what people think, oh, yeah, they're married. I find that as you get married, there's a certain um, 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 blessing that God yeah. bestowed on you, bestows on you, and as he bestows that on you, you tend to make better decisions. I'm, I'm, I've seen that. In fact, I've seen that with myself. You know, I came in as just, guy really not knowing much and I got married mm. and really my perception changed you know even yeah. with, with with money I, I I always say that the reason why we call our spouses the government it's because they sort of <laughs> make decisions <laughs> more than we do you know because they will tell you no we don't need this you don't need that no you yeah. don't you know and and that's been there so yes in a nutshell the secret is as a man please get married please um, get married um, uh, uh, it's never it's it's never an easy thing. I can tell you now, especially if you've always lived by yourself. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you find you find that you are um, committing yourself and your life to this uh, particular person. It, it comes with great challenges, but it also teaches you a lot, especially around money. Because I, I always said that if I was single, I don't think I would have achieved just as much as I've achieved now. Because yeah. I think that you've brought in a little bit of control and a little bit of saying. Sure. Um, no, this is the direction that we're taking. And, and think of this, a, a professional that I am, I'm always talking money. I'm always looking for opportunities with where people when can government speaks. And, when yes, government yes, speaks, and you listen. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Money requires 
a person. And also, I mean, look, I do have guys who are si single, but they've learned and they've mastered one thing. And this one guy, and I want to share this very quickly for two minutes. This one guy is a chief financial officer at a, at a huge, huge, huge company. He says to me, um, you know, Toby, so one thing I appreciate about, about my life right now is that I've learned to be accountable on all things that I do. So mm. when it comes to my money, I know who to call. You are here to tell me where opportunities are when it comes to money. When it comes to my, to my body and how I need to keep my body in shape, I've got a dietitian. I know, of course, not everybody can have that much afford access. That. I understand yeah. he's yeah. a high income earner, so he can afford that. But one thing that he's really proud of is, is or oh, one thing that he's learned is the fact that he knows that in order for me to be successful in a specific thing, I've got to be accountable to accountable. someone. So if yeah. you are single, so that we don't force everybody to, to be married, I know it's a good thing to be married. But if you are yeah. single, please do not despair because all you've got to do is you've got to be accountable. accountable. You've got to be accountable to someone, you know? Yeah. If you do yeah. not have a, a, in your case, when you know, when it comes to um, huge financial decisions, we have a check, you know, look, yeah. this, this yeah. makes it, because it makes sense, you know? When you are sick, you don't want to go and heal yourself. You go to, to, to a specialist, you go to, to a medical practitioner who is going yeah. to tell you and guide you how to sort this thing out. And that's also been my principle uh, these days to say, um, if I'm not a, a, a specialist on this, or if I'm not really clued up on this particular matter, I've got to go and find a professional, a professional who's really person. going to, yes, who's going no, to awesome, manage Awesome, awesome, Mr. Mloy. All right, Mr. Mloy, no, thank you very much for, for sharing that. It is important for us, um, I believe, to be uh, accountable, most especially to our, um, to our partners. Um, even if you're single, you know, I've realized that have that conversation. Um, you know, with your partner so that they know where you are, uh, where you are going, because um, you don't also want to raise expectations that are unnecessary. Now, a uh, girl sees you looking all nice, staying in a nice place, but uh, actually not that you are um, in debt, over debted, or, but your money is just committed in the right places, because I personally believe that your partner just wants to know where's the money going and where they see the where the money is going, then they can understand rather than them seeing you living a lavish lifestyle. And every time they need assistance, Hey, brothers can't even assist. Mr. Mloy, do you think yeah. that we as men, we put ourselves under pressure um, to impress people? I, I know it's something we mentioned earlier. Um, you know, because we are expected to know and also because of our egos. Uh, does our ego affect the way that we manage our finances as men? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, my brother. And I'll tell you why I say this. Um, I find that um, as men, first and foremost, we, we have been, um, you know, socialists to know that once I have money, I now have access to things like um, um, girls, you know, let me put it this way, you know, girls, um, you know, access to, to buying, um, you know, expensive things, even when we don't afford it. But it's the ego that says that, listen, I can, I can prove it to you that I'm better than you, you know? We are competitive by nature as men, I've seen that. And, and us being competitive, once I have 
I have, I find that I have an upper hand to you. I want to just make it, you know, put it in your face to say, listen, um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to do this without thinking, without just ego giving me that thing. To say, just do it, you know, do it because you can, so you can prove it to, to this particular person. So I find that, that as men, we tend to have like that. And I've proven this because even in my practice, I find that literally six, seven out of 10 clients that I have are women. And I'll yeah. tell you why, because, because, because women know where to spend first before they actually go and, and, and do other things that are not necessary. Whereas with us, we, we need to first impress I don't know. I find that, you know, I don't know who do we, not only we want to impress women, but we also feel like we need to impress other men for some reason, yeah, you know, yeah. so that they can see that we are, we are on top of our game um, so that you can respect me. Because remember, as men, we always are seeking for, for respect. We want to get respect in all areas, whether it's, it's respect coming from, from men or respect coming from women. But, mm. but one thing that people want to do is spend unnecessarily because they want to feed that ego, but also they want to say, now you will, you will respect me because I was able to go and buy that bottle that's expensive. I was able to go yeah. and do this. So your, your, figo, your ego has been fed, but also you are seeking for that respect yeah. that all men always want, you know? Mm. Um, and, and, I've, <laughs> it's and there's worrying. one man that, who that said... One. Even... <laughs> hey, it's worrying. Yeah, so you were saying this one man who said... I know who this one man who said, listen, you know, men are quite simple. If you can show, um, if you can do three things with them, you know, and, 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 oh, geez, my kids are right there, but I was just going to say this, but I, yeah, but you know, you know, <laughs> so it's that. And it's also, <laughs> and it's also, it's also just making sure that you feed them. And also the yeah. third thing is make sure that you respect them. And, and that touched me a lot to say, and that's the reason why we can spend our money mm -hmm. on things that are not necessary because we want to be respected, you True. know, and that's what men do. You know, women don't seek to be respected. Yes, yeah. things have changed. We've seen social media. The younger ones are trying to show that they have, but, but in general, especially women who really wants to settle, they never want to go through mm -hmm. that. That's why the, um, I would always be contacted mostly by women to say, listen, I heard there was something about this and all that. And I realized, where are the men? The men, yeah. you need to go to them and speak some sense to them first before they can be converted into saying, hang on a second, I actually don't need to impress this person. Yeah. You know, I've got, and here's a classic example. And, and this one man, um, also from my practice, without saying the name, this guy um, now I'm told by his wife, because uh, this guy's late, you know, he mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, you know, was shot and killed. And, and, and this is what the woman says to him. He says, you know, my husband's friends were always saying to my husband, you guy, you're making so much money, but we never see where your money is. You are always broke, you know? And, and, and now that he's gone, they have another respect for him. And this is another thing where black people think, yeah, no, no, I don't want my money to only be enjoyed when I'm gone. But I don't mm -hmm. realize that actually um, you put things into place first to say, if you are, when you are gone, do you want to see your family going back into the, this poverty that you took them out of if you were coming you know, out of poverty? Yeah. And this guy 
or rather the woman says to me, now it makes sense. When they look at me, they say, now it makes sense. We can see where this guy's money was going into because um, it looks like nothing has changed in your life. In fact, if anything, we see a little bit of improvement, you know? Yeah. So when we were saying this guy was always broke, it means that he was channeling his money in for his family. Things correct, yeah. you know? Sure. Mr. And Mlu that tells you that, um, yeah. yes. Sorry, I just, sorry to interject there. I want us to take a step No worries. Where are the men? Why are we not taking charge of our finances the right way? Because you're right in saying seven out of 10 are women who will ask about money. You go into social media today, financial advisors is women. You go into the different brokerage, majority are females. You yes. know, people who are calling yeah. us and selling mm -hmm. us policies are women. Why? Where are we? What's going on? I don't know. Maybe you can advise. You've seen it. You know something that the rest of us are not seeing? Sure. Yeah, look, it's a very difficult one here because, you know, like I said, um, you know, men with money, very difficult thing because it's a relationship where, where they say, I don't want to be talking about money. I want to know that I, this is how I get money. And this is how I use it, you know. Um, so don't tell me about any other. Don't be telling me about how to manage it and how to, to go into this thing. And, and, you know, money management is just not our thing, you know. Mm. Give it to me. I just want to go spend so I can be respected. And that's what it is. So when you see the absence of men in this particular space, it's because um, men never really want to talk about about money openly like we do, you know, yeah. um, at least most men, you know, and those that do, let me tell you, those that do tend to do it well. And that's, I've always wondered as well to say, there's one thing that God has really gifted us as men is that um, once you tend to love a thing, you really tend to do it well, True. you know, True. and and I've seen those, the 30% that I have engaged with, um, in, in, in my I find that they actually end up becoming for some reason, big spenders because they start seeing value and they're now really going all out and be committed and all that stuff. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why we are missing a lot of men in making sure that they understand about money because they don't realize that once they get to know about it, they will actually do it far better um, than I've seen with other females always committed, but men, as they get into it, they will do it much better. But they are very upset at the moment. And the biggest question, like you've asked, where are they? They are around. They just don't want to talk about this particular topic, especially so, um, those who are not accountable, like I said. This is the reason why we have at the Father's feet is for us to start talking as men. Because if we don't talk, I personally believe we won't be able to recognize where our shortcomings or shortfalls are. We won't be able to heal and we won't be able to do better. Um, it all starts in the conversation. And I hope that those that, that will listen to this podcast will be able to change their mind and their perspective towards money so that they can do better and make sure that they live an in inheritance for their families. Because, you know, I had a, a heard a, a sad story the other week of um, a man passing on and leaving his family in debt. And you wonder, the word says, a man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's yes. children, you know? Yes. And I'm yes. thinking that if we went through 
such hardship when it comes to money, the least we could do is to leave something. You know, you might not leave mm. billions, but you could leave something that would give your kids a, 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 a good start um, or leave them uh, enough for them to continue in life so that they don't have to change schools. They don't have to go back um, to, you know, epic room, you know, somewhere mm. or whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, you, don't, you, you leave them in a better situation um, and, and but you know what, what, the, what the problem is? Poverty. Yeah. So to come in there, you know what the issue is? And this I hear far more often where, where men say, well, look, my, my parents did not leave me anything. Should, you know, yeah. I've, had to, I've had to really um, find my way out. I've had to really work hard to be where I am. So I don't see the reason why. Um, They'll also, they also find their way out, you know? So that's when I realized that as men, we are so hurt. Yeah. We are scarred because if you can think like that. So, so the biggest challenge is really to change people's perception about money because first and foremost, when you say, listen, you need to leave an inheritance for your like, inheritance. No, mm. that's, my parents did not leave me anything, you know? I am where I am now. I've had to really work hard for, 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 the, for, for, for the position I have now. So, so if I can do it, surely. And that's the perception that I first need to deal with as an advisor when I talk to men. Because remember, men, um, um, that's why they are able to also leave their kids destitute. That's why they're able to, to, to father kids and run away um, mm. um, um, from, from that particular responsibility. Because as men, we can easily do that. It's like we can switch off from being emotionally attached to yeah. these things. And that's why they are able to say that look this far, surely they can make it that far. They don't realize. And that's why, I, you know, when I make a comparison and I don't like making this comparison, I always make a comparison with the Jews, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, truth of the matter, they are dominating the financial industry, even in our country, they really are. You know, the, one of the largest um, financial companies are literally um, owned by Jews or started by Jews. And, and, and one of the principles that they have, and as I've seen, because I've worked with them, is that when, once a child turns 18, they already tell them that, listen, you need some sort of a, a, a risk cover. You need a disability cover. If you drive out there and you get involved in an accident, we, yeah. you need to make sure that should you be disabled, you have enough money to take care of yourself. And that's the first thing they do. They will first and foremost get risk cover as soon as the child turns 18. And that makes them far ahead of us. In fact, um, I've never seen a Jew who dies without a sort of like life cover. It's the most important sure. thing to them because they realize how critical it is yeah. for those who yeah. are left behind. We, on the other hand, don't even yeah. think close to that. <laughs> you know, we would Mr. rather Louis. go and purchase like the... <laughs> yeah. How do we heal? How do we heal from, from this past that has caused us so much trauma i'm not sure if it's something that you've you've looked into because you're you're not a therapist you're you're you know you're a financial advisor but is is therapy needed for us to heal from these financial wounds so that we can then see a, fin a financial advisor to be able to take charge of our finances well good question look i i mean if i'm almost tempted to say I don't see any other solution but to really just turn to God because you know when mm -hmm. I think about this I always say that um, I think me 
um, you know, accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior sort of gave me a specific understanding about, about life and, and the teachings, you know. So, yes, professionally, somehow, uh, you, you perhaps a therapist might work, but I think somehow we need a supernatural power. And, yeah. and, and I don't see it anywhere else because, uh, for me, um, once you have that fear of God, you immediately start thinking differently because you, 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 you cannot afford to just mess up because, you know, we've mm-hmm. got to be accountable. And once you know you can be accountable to God, you know that you can be accountable on a lot of things, including your own money, you know? And, and that's one of the biggest things for me, if I were to say, if I were to give someone advice, but I also understand that not everybody, um, um, you know, believes in the same thing. But, but I believe this platform is to say we, and certainly that's why perhaps it's called at, at the Father's feet. And this, yeah. for me, speaks like that to say, you go back to the Father, you go back to your creator and say, look, I have no direction. And somehow I find that um, as men, you start thinking clearer, you start seeing things differently. And, and that's the only thing I can say at this particular uh, case, because what I'm seeing is that we are, just as you put it, we are broken. We are those people that can easily say, they are my kids, but they will take care of themselves as, as I have done it. You know, yeah. why? Because this thing has been happening you know, generations, generations, yeah. you know, we come, it's a generational thing, you know, we mm. come from a point where, um, you know, where I am today, I cannot say, yeah, it's because my, my parents set me up, they left me a certain amount of money for, ask for, for, for credit from the creditors, and I just yeah. took from this particular um, trust or, 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 um, mm. to, to, to access money to start my business. We don't have any of those things as, as, as black people. So for that reason, we grow up as angry people. We grow up as yeah. people say, Look, yeah, it's me, me. I did this. I did this. So if I did it, surely they can surely. do it, you know? Mm. And that becomes a huge problem. And, and, and it really, first and foremost, it needs God. But secondly, it really does need a professional intervention. Because if, if you just let it, I promise you, you'll not go, you, you'll not achieve anything. I can assure you. Thank you very much, Mr. Mloy, for that. Firstly, it's God, and then seek professional help. See a therapist if you feel that these wounds are too deep for you to handle on your own. Secondly, once you've healed from that space, seek financial advice so that you can be able to take charge of your finances. Mr. Mloy, before I let you go, any last words? How do we take charge of our finances um, as men um, so that we can be able to do better and manage our monies well and leave that inheritance for our families. Yes, look, that's pretty, it's pretty simple. I only say this that if you don't know, uh, yeah, by the way, as a disclaimer, I'm not I'm not really Zulu, <laughs> so I it's something that I've picked up. So right? that is that is it's a powerful. Um, I don't know what they call it, but it's, it's a really powerful phrase to say, so if you know that you are struggling in this area, I beg you, my brother, it, it is your responsibility as a man to seek help in that particular area. And the area of, of finance, the reason why we have financial advisors, unfortunately, I know, not all advisors, it's important to check their credentials, 
It's important yeah. to make sure that you speak to a professional who is properly qualified. And that for me, I find that helps, you know, that um, in order for us to come out of this mess as men, is that we need, very important, we need to make sure that we can go and be accountable mm -hmm. to a professional, to someone. Um, if it's not, a, like I said, and I always say that even, you know, older people and, and you know, T.D. Jakes once said that by virtue of this person being older, they have, life has taught them something, you yeah. know, they don't really have to be degreed in order for them to give some wisdom, but really life has given them something. But when it comes to money, unfortunately, because even our parents and our great grandparents, they just never had that type of education. So for that reason, when it comes to money, and the reason why it's going to be such a difficult issue to handle, that's because we still first and foremost need to make sure that this generation is better educated. And how you get educated is you go to a professional and a professional can be able to, to work with you, you know? But the sad thing is that um, even when we are broken emotionally as men, as you know, it's even harder for us to go see a therapist or a psychologist, yeah. you know? And I know it's a topic for another day, but I'm saying if we can overcome that challenge, then we are good, we are gone. And, and I hope one day we will be able to do that. And that is my last word. Go and seek a professional um, um, advice with this particular matter in your life. And you don't take it lightly, you know, mm. um, it, it can't just be, listen, do this. But when you know you're accountable, you will know your life will change completely. So no. that is my last word. And thank you so much, my brother, for, for having me here. Um, um, yeah, truly, we can really go on and on. I can tell you mm. that much. There's mm. a lot to talk about, especially yeah. around the area of money. But um, but I think we've, we've said enough. Thank you for this matter. It is such a touching matter, sure. especially with men. We yeah. need to stop impressing people and, mm. and really start being accountable. And that's the only thing I can think about at this stage. No, Mr. Mloy, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you taking your time. I hope I won't be getting an invoice because uh, I know services uh, come at a fee. <laughs> But no, thank you very much for, for sharing your wisdom with us. And I really do hope that those that are listening have been able to take some advice um, from the conversation that we've had, um, noting that firstly, you need to heal. Um, if we don't heal from the wounds uh, from our past, how um, the scars that we've acquired from, um, you know, family because of money, look, it, it, you won't change. You need to heal. Submit to God, seek um, advice, seek support, whether you go to a therapist, after the therapist, you go, to the, to, you go and look for a financial advisor. Please, my brother, I implore you to do that. Um, here at the Father's Feet, hashtag heal, brother, heal. We need to heal so that we can do better and we can be better uh, people, better men towards our family and our community. At large. My name is Linda Zaza, and thank you very much to Mr. Uh, Tabiso Muloi for uh, gracing us with his presence on this podcast. And certainly, um, I think we will have another, um, you know, podcast on this, and maybe we'll look at black text. It's a conversation that's 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 yeah. you know that's around. People have written books on it. Uh, maybe we'll look at it from a man's perspective. 
um, how is black tax um, affecting us? The, the pressure that our families have put on us as men to have the ability to, to, to provide as well. But that's a conversation for another day. So thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like our page, subscribe, and click on that notification button so that you can get informed whenever we launch another video. Um, and enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Mm-hmm.